Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. East Coast Creepin' contains graphic and explicit content, which may not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Leslie. And I'm Lorraine. We're three sisters from the Baltimore, Maryland area. There is a fourth sister, and she will be making guest appearances throughout the series. We are obsessed with true crime, paranormal, and laughing. Join us for our weekly outburst as we dive into crazy stories that full-fledged rep the East Coast. Just so you know, we do not have a background in criminal justice, criminal investigation, medicine, or psychology. This is just for informative purposes. Hey! (laughs) All right, you guys. This is going to get intense pretty quick. With that being said, we're going to make this into a two-parter. Not just one. But two. two. But two. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do it. (laughs) It's a lot of information. So we just wanted to give you a heads up before we went into this. Recording got a little out of hand. My bad. I talk too much. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a lot of information, and it'll definitely keep you on your seat. And we're just, again, letting you know that it is going to be a two-part for this story. Bruh, that's what we found. <laughs> Lorraine has a story for us today. Yes, me! And I'm not exactly sure about what the story is, but basically the premise of our podcast is going to be Lorraine and I have stories that we pick out each week. We kind of dig into it, find the details of the crime or the paranormal activity that's going on on the East Coast. And then Leslie is like our little hype person where she has <laughs> no idea what's going on. I have on. no idea. None at all. And she's just going to give reactions about our stories. Yes. And we did or lack of reactions. <laughs> And we did kind of, well, Leslie did, I'll give her full credit, that she's going to be, like, our sketch artist, so hopefully by the end of the episode, she'll have, like, her little <laughs> picture of what she thinks the person looks My like. representation. Our, our main character, and we'll post it on Instagram, wherever, so that should be interesting, because I don't think it's going to look anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 it'll totally, it'll totally look like the person. Don't even, don't even okay, worry about fine. it. fine, we'll let it happen. She can draw, so it'll be okay. Yeah, so we're going to have an Instagram a Twitter. Are we doing Facebook? Yeah. And we're going to do Patreon. I'm in the process of setting that up, everybody. Yeah, so we're going to have all of those things, so just follow us as East Coast Creepin'. Yes. It's East Coast and then C-R-E-E-P-I-N. Apostrophe. Yeah. So, follow us on those and we'll be happy for you to join us. Alright, let's get it. Well, come let's on, Lorraine. Oh, right, girl. Oh, Lord. Okay. Right, who, we, who or what are we 
we talking about today? Where are we headed? We are headed to Philadelphia in the 1970s through the late 1980s. All right. All right. All right. All right. 1990s. All right. Like so, like, disco, <laughs> something, 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 a little going on, a little Bee Gees, maybe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was looking up, like, information just like on background of philly everything just said philly through the 1970s through the 1980s was shady all right it's shady it's like the shadiest town you could possibly go to it's not so bad now they still got the really good cheesesteaks mm. Uh, I could go for a cheesesteak. I, you know, I'm not even hungry, but I want something to eat now. Yeah, no. I just had Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Oh, oh that sounds good. Okay. We're already losing focus. Okay. I know. We need, we need our focus sign, guys. Our focus. Focus. No, it's so good. Okay. Anyways, McGurk's, they're based out of Philly, and there's one in Bel Air. Go there. Cheesesteaks are the bomb. Come on. Anyway, so today we're going to be talking about Gary Heidnick. That's his name. Okay. Let us think in Leslie. Gary. He's not originally from the East Coast. He was born November 22nd, 1943, to Michael and Ellen Heidnick, and he is from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. All right. And he has his younger brother, Terry. Life wasn't wonderful for them. This is a quote from Heidnick's niece. She says, we came from Ohio, we're Pennsylvanian, Dutch, Irish, and something else. German, I think. The whole family was screwed up and weird. My mom told me how their dad beat Gary bad with a toy wooden airplane because he peed his pants. His dad was an alcoholic, and his mom took poison. What? Yeah. <laughs> they found her in the basement. She was tired of the abuse, and they were really sick parents, and they gave their kids some serious problems. Gary and my dad left Ohio at some point, so Gary and Terry. Gary and Terry, Jesus. And I'm not exactly sure how we wound up in Pennsylvania. I mean, so, getting so away. Did the mom pass? Yeah, from the we're going to get, oh, okay. get, we're gonna get right, more right, into right, it. It was right. just like a, a quote like from a little, his niece. Okay. Like, after everything happened, they, like, interviewed, like, the family, what, what was left of the family. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, mind you, already. Yeah, I was gonna say, mind you guys, I don't know anything about this story either. This is coming fresh out from Lorraine. So. Okay, so where I got my sources from it was Wikipedia. There is a show on Oxygen. It's called Monster Preacher. It's like an hour, maybe two hours special on just Gary Heidnick and like everything that happened. It's crazy. Okay, did this. you watch it? Yes, okay. I watched it. No, I watched it like four times because I was like. And then Jonathan was like, watching this again. Okay, so he grew up in Ohio and his parents divorced in 1946. Uh, the Heidnick children were raised by their mom for four years. And when his parents got divorced, his dad took them and his mom kind of just like left. But she was still sort of in the picture. But they had a new stepmom very quickly. And they did not like her at all because she was just as abusive as their father. Okay. Heidnick would claim after his arrest that his dad was super abusive. He was emotionally, physically abusive. And because of that, he was like a bedwetter. It was like a constant thing. Yeah. And his dad would beat him, which made his anxiety worse, which made him wet the bed more. This is not cool. But it says, um, 
He claimed his father would humiliate him by forcing him to hang his stain sheets from his bedroom windows so the whole neighborhood could see it. Every Holy time he peed his bed, he would hang them out there. So it's like, okay, cool. Serial killers, you got the emotional abuse. You got, like, the falling on the head injury kind of thing that, like, makes everyone go nuts. Yeah. And, like, emotional abuse is totally there. Yeah. Gary wasn't very sociable because he was anxious all the time. And at school, a girl asked him, like, his classmate said this, a girl asked him if he got his homework done. And he turned around, yelled at her, and was like, you're not worthy to talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Wait, Gary? <laughs> Oh yes. my god, how old was that? He was like in third grade. Jeez. <laughs> okay. And so he got teased a lot because he had an odd shaped head. See, this is what I'm talking about head injuries. So apparently he fell out of a tree when they were younger. So he oh had a god. weird shaped head, but I didn't think he did from the pictures, but I don't know. I didn't see his whole head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so weirdly shaped. Okay, I'm going to. We're going. So, uh,. Despite all of his awkwardness, antisocial, the abuse from his parents, his dad's being an alcoholic, his stepmom's crazy, Gary Heidnick tested with an IQ of 148. He was a genius. An absolute genius. So with the encouragement of his father, Gary decided to enroll into a military academy in Virginia. So now we're Getting onto the west east coast. Oh my god, we're not on the west coast. East coast. Sorry, I don't know where we live. (laughs) (laughs) So he was in Virginia for two years, and then he dropped out of school, military school, to join the army. I don't know. I don't get that. I drop out of military school to join the army, but I guess I don't know. Okay. So now he's in the army, and he only served for thirteen months. So I just thought it was really telling that he did well in a military setting because they said like he excelled, like he did wonderful. He didn't have any attitude problem. No, which is kind of surprising issues. to me, considering the fact that he had all those issues with his dad. Like I would, I would think that he would be more abrasive to the fact that some guy is trying to, to tell, tell him, him what, what to, to do. do. Yeah. Well, no, and then like a lot of. From, like, what I've learned from listening to billions of podcasts and reading, it's, like, a lot of serial killers or people with that, like, mentality do really well in military settings. Okay. Because it's, like... Conforming? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Or, like, just, like, uh, this is what we're doing. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, following basic training, he went from Virginia to Texas. And then from there, he went to Germany. So he's like hanging out in Germany in the army. They said he did LSD when he was in Germany. So like it made him have a psychotic break. Yeah. Quote unquote. So that's what ended his like military career. Uh He was complaining about severe headaches, dizziness. He was having like seizures and nausea and vomiting and so a gastroenterologist for all of you people out there that is like a stomach doctor (laughs) yeah diagnosed him with mental illness (laughs) i don't really his job to do no <laughs> they diagnosed him with a severe mental illness. It didn't really say what kind. They said he okay. Here we go. He had a, <laughs> he had a 
a schizoid personality disorder. Okay. Which made him be honorably discharged from military service. But I'm like, yo, if my stomach doctor was like, there's something wrong with your noggin, I'd be like, you are not qualified to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe in his mental state. With the LSD. <laughs> he was like, I ain't doc. <laughs> you let them know and tell them I'm done. <laughs> I was, was going to say, as long as it is a doctor saying that he I know, needs to be dishonorably discharged. Honorably discharged. Honorably discharged. Oh my God. Then we're going with it. <laughs> so after he's discharged, he's got his little schizo, paranoid, mental. Yeah, whatever. So he was still in Germany when he was discharged? Yeah, he was in Germany when he was discharged, so then they sent him home, and he was like... So now he's back in Texas. You mean the stomach doctor didn't send him to a mental institution? No. Because... No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So he said he didn't like his assignment, which was why he did the LSD, and then the LSD kind of brought out his mental disorder. Uh So... Yeah, and when he got discharged, he was like, this is the best. Because since he has a mental disorder and he got honorably discharged, he was basically living off of, like, what is that? Welfare? Welfare. So he was like, cool, this is great. But he was also like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not insane. And we'll get to that part because he's just like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But so shortly after he was discharged, he became... A licensed practical nurse. He went to the University of Pennsylvania. (laughs) What? (laughs) And became a licensed practical nurse. This was in the 60s? Uh, Now, yeah. We're like in 62. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's like... Okay. Yeah. And he worked... 20-something years old at this time? Yeah. Okay. He worked at the Veterans Administration Hospital in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. He was fired for poor attendance and rude behavior towards patients. Mm. I mean, I just kind of keep that shenanigans to myself (coughs) at work. (laughs) (laughs) So from August 1962 until March 1987, he spent time in and out of psychiatric hospitals. So it's kind of fitting in with his disorder. And he attempted suicide 13 times. Jesus. And he was hospitalized 22 times. And then this is where, this is where his mom comes back in. So he's out of the army. He's been discharged. And in 1970, his mother, Ellen was diagnosed with bone cancer. So she was suffering a lot from that, but she was also an alcoholic and she didn't really want to deal with anything. And Gary's dad was sort of back in the picture because they were trying to like figure out what to do with their disabled son. Um, so Gary, is this Gary or Terry that we're talking about the disabled son? Gary. Okay. Gary. Okay. Terry's not really in the picture. Like Terry's kind of like floating around and like, y- you'll see him a little bit later, but okay. he doesn't really do too much. Okay. Ellen uh-huh. Heidnick, who's uh-huh. a mom actually lies. Oh no. If her last name is still Heidnick cause they got divorced. But anyway, she committed suicide in the basement by drinking mercury. All right. Uh huh. And so that's in 1970. So we already got that trauma. Gary found her. He was like, Mama. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. And oh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I just, I'm like reading my notes because like my head is like, y'all, this is crazy. <laughs> like this is so oh crazy. Oh my God. So Terry. So big T, big brother Terry. Uh huh. 
spent time in men- mental institutions as well. So he attempted suicide several times and they kind of kept him in there, but he came out and I'm like over here wondering like, hello, everybody, mental health, help, please. But that's just me. <laughs> After all this happens, he's home, he's chilling, he's not getting kicked out of work. He decides I'm living on disability. I'm chilling in Philly. I don't have a job. I'm going to start a church. So Gary Heidnick started a church. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, he started a church. So in October of 1971. Wait, what? You watched this. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure. You watched this. I'm pretty sure once she said that he started a church, it like clicked in my head. I'm like, wait, we had, I know the story. Like, we, I know this. We story. talked about this. We talked about it like two weeks ago because you're at my house and I was like, yo, this story, Leslie ain't going to know. She's going to go down. And she's yeah, like, yeah, oh, no, I'm, I'm like totally in the dark right now. <laughs> oh my God. No, it gets crazy. Yeah. Okay, like, all right. All right. Going, all right. Going. So <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Like my, like the light bulb in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was he was he like a pastor or okay, something? Okay, so you'll get into that. Okay, all so right, we'll all get right. Into Gary that. started a church, and it's called the United Church of the Ministers of God. So okay. he only started out with five followers, and the way that Gary made himself a minister is he literally just bought a license to be a minister. Okay, so he's so kind of like a online. Like, me. like Linda. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Linda can, if you need anyone to ordain your wedding. No, Linda. no, 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 no. Don't pick her, please. <laughs> I am an official ordained minister and I would love to do it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I don't Save yourself. what it was. I'll, I'll figure out the states later, but apparently not Virginia. I can't do it in Virginia. <laughs> so he opened the church, but he started it under someone else's name of Merle Lynch, which was, they said it was kind of his alias. All right, Gary, aka Merle. 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 Okay. Merle. 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 How do you M E R L? Spell it for me, please. M E R R I L L. Merle. I would have said Merle, but okay. I would have said Merle too. It's all right. It's that Baltimore coming out. Merle. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Yes. I'm so mad that you did that to me. I just woke up from a nap. And I was just like, Gary, a.k.a. Meryl. Merle. No, it's Meryl. It's Meryl. M-E-R-R-I-L-L. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. No, go ahead. All right. No, 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 no. It's Merle. Whatever. So... His initial deposit, be quiet, Linda, was $1,500. This is what he used to start his church. But he ended up amassing, 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 gathering, collecting. Okay. (laughs) Amassing felt like a weird word. Over $500,000, which in 2010, because I did not go to the Google uh, was one million one hundred and sixty six thousand dollars in two thousand ten figures. So okay, Yo had a lot of money. That was in ten years. In ten years, he got that money. Anyway, choo choo choo. On to the next one. Uh huh. His first legal charges happened in nineteen seventy six. So like his church is like 
on startup. He's like four years into his church. He was charged with aggravated assault and carrying an unlicensed pistol after shooting his tenant right. Okay. And it grazed the man's face. I think this was his first wife. It didn't really say. I don't know, yeah. But her name is Gail Linkow. Am I saying that right? L-I-N-C-O-W. I, I would say it like that, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> She's got it. Am I saying this name it's right? Merle. Merle. <laughs> <laughs> they had a son together and they named him Gary Jr. Um, but she wasn't stable. Gary's not stable. CPS took the kid away. Okay. So he was not too happy about that at all. Um, and right. Okay. So there are some not PC terms that I have to fix because a lot of these people were like throwing out words that I was like, whoa, whoa, don't, can't say that. Um, so in the seventies, he also had a girlfriend. Uh, she is black and she is mentally disabled. Right. Okay. He has an IQ of 140, but like, you'll see a lot of the people he targets are mentally disabled or have some kind of learning disability. He basically had a superiority complex. He felt like he was better than everyone else, especially blacks. But yeah. you wouldn't guess from the people he inside. It's it's weird. So her name is Anjanette. And they had a daughter together. Anjanette's sister was in not like a mental institution, but it was like a school for people with learning disabilities. So because the public schools couldn't really help her out with what she needed. So they kind of kept her in there. But one weekend, Anjanette and Gary decided, we're going to go visit your sister because we miss her. Don't stop, Linda. I'm sorry. I, just, I know where this is going. Like, <laughs> this is like when you watch a TV series and then you watch it with somebody else and you're just like, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you watch this part. This is the best part right here. So Anjanette's sister's name is Alberta. So they go and they pick up Alberta. And of course, they have to like sign everything out for her. And they don't bring her back. So the police... And the doctors from the institution, um, she, let's see. It is an institution for mentally disabled in Penn Township. What's up? What's his last name? Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get to how to spell his last name because that is a huge part of this case. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Anyway, so he ended up. Okay, I found him. Keeping Alberta in the basement and raping her several times yeah. in that day. Yeah, he oh had God. her. Yeah. It is not nice. She was found and returned to the hospital. The exams revealed that she had been raped and sodomized, and she had contracted gonorrhea from Gary. Mm. Heidnick was arrested, charged with kidnapping, rape, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, and interfering with the custody of a committed person. I almost said prisoner. He spent three years in jail for that. Only three. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Only three years. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he released on good behavior or like... No, that was it. That was, that, his, full that was his sentence? That was his full sentence. Three, three years? years? Three years. Okay. He was released in April of 1983. 
Yeah. I, but he was put under, like, supervised mental health program. But, you know, okay, our prison systems aren't made for reform. So that's not a real thing. They just did that because they had to. I just found a picture of him, and I don't understand where you didn't think that he didn't have an odd-shaped head. Okay. I don't know. In the <laughs> Oh, movie. no, my picture doesn't even... Okay. Oh, well, no, <laughs> actually, just keep going. No, 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 no. You don't even okay. have the top part of his head. Anyway. Yeah, okay. no. It's okay. <laughs> you still have to do hair and all that stuff. I know, but I'm not getting really any, like, like oh, no. features or anything. No, okay, no, go ahead. Just you're good. Of, you're like, good. You're good. Just kind of picture it, like, creeper down the street. What is rocking it? in his Rolls Royce. Because he had a Rolls Royce. Okay. Oh, of course he did. If he's the, you know, well, owner, mister, pastor Mr. of pastor. church oh, yeah, and, yeah. you know, gained all that money within a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Out of prison. <laughs> that Rolls Royce ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so when he got out, he couldn't find Anjanette because her family, like, stowed her away. Uh-huh. So he felt like he was owed a wife and owed a family. Like this was his thing. He needed it. It had to happen. He got out of jail. And as they put it, he got a mail order bride from the Philippines. Uh Her name is Betty. (laughs) His whole thinking behind this was apparently because he's a white male in America in the 1980s. She's going to be submissive and she's Asian. So no one's going to help her. So that was kind of, his thinking behind this. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to get her. We're going to have a family. It's going to be good. I'm going to make her do everything that I want her to do. What was her name? Betty? Betty. Betty. I'm okay. pretty sure that was just like the name she got when she came over. The right, place, right, right. So right. Betty, sure. mail order bride. All right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was a noise at the door. Uh, Betty Desto arrived from the Philippines in September 1985, she married Gary Heidnick in Maryland, poor us, on October 3rd, or Dave Ministries, 1985. <laughs> yeah, their marriage rapidly, rapidly deteriorated when she found Gary in bed with three women on different occasions. Oh. So it wasn't like, okay. it wasn't, well, it wasn't I mean, like, boom, 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 was all it at one time. <laughs> Apparently, for okay. someone it was. That's called a party. Yeah. So... And like when you spell party, okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. (laughs) So throughout, like, (laughs) she left a room, so it was fine. (laughs) Desto, that's how I'm going to refer to her because I don't really like Betty, but okay, whatever. Desto accused him of raping and assaulting her several times. Are we surprised? No. He just got out of prison for this. But did Betty know yeah. that he was... She knew that There's he was... There's no in, way that she... I don't know. If, I don't know if she knew. Okay, she, that's what I'm okay. asking. Well, All right, okay. so she wouldn't have known because it's not like she was growing up around him. It's not like she lived right next door and I was mean, like, oh. He bought her... From the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like she, like, watched him grow. But, oh, my God. Their neighbor trips me out. So her name is Doris. Doris. She's the neighbor. And she's like, Betty came to my door and was like, did you show? Did you show? No, 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 no. I was like, you showed her a picture of the man she's drawing a sketch of. No. (laughs) (laughs) So. um, (laughs) Does he have inset eyes? (laughs) Hold on. on, He's got, just think beady creeper. Okay. All right. right, I can go with that. 
So they started having fights a lot, and like Doris, the next door neighbor. So it's kind of like living in Linda's house, where like you can hear the neighbors talk. So Doris is like, I used to hear everything that went down: the screaming, the fighting, pencil dropping, like everything. Like she could hear everything, and. Betty ran out of the house and she was like, what's wrong? What's happening? You know, she's most us. And she was like, he's beating me. And she's like, well, leave. Okay. I, How can okay. she? Where is she going to go? That's what I'm literally. Saying. She just kept telling her. She's like, you need to leave. Don't let him hit you. You need to leave. It's like, okay, then let me into your house so you can come bust through your paper and wall. I, I like, I just, I can't, but you know, that's, that's a, it, <sighs> literally a topic for a different day but it irritates me so much when people it irritates me so much when people say that like when they tell people of domestic abuse oh just sleep no it's not that simple like you can't just walk out from that yeah because it gets you don't know it's so easy situation exactly you don't know how the person is in the home you don't know so many people just (sighs) statistically your chances of being harmed are higher when you try to leave because, and it's more dangerous because they get angry and they're they losing get control. angry. They get obsessive. They know that they're losing control of the person in the situation that they have and they want to take back that control. So it's like, I'm going for it and I don't care because I've already lost everything anyway. So why not just screw the whole world over at this point? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so, with the help of the Filipino community, because you know, Filipinos stick together. Right. <laughs> she was able to leave him in January of 86. So, they had a very short marriage. Yes. They got married on October 3rd of 85. Uh-huh. She was out January of 86. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. When she left. She was pregnant. <gasps> oh. Oh. Yeah. So, this is his third kid. Yeah. Okay. This is his third kid. She's pregnant. All right. And uh, she left. So, of course, at this point, he's like, oh, my kids are leaving me. All my, like, he is pissed because it's his third wife. Well, not third wife. It's his second wife, but it's the third kid. Right. He's like, I keep, and I want my children. It's like, he's got a complex going on. I mean, if that's the only thing that he really wanted in his life, which I feel like we touched base, like he wanted, oh, I don't know what it's called. A child, I guess. A child? <laughs> like he, just, he just wanted, because, I, I don't know, I can't remember fully, but it's like he, he wanted somebody that he could do right for, I guess. Like he wanted somebody to be his spawn. Yeah, basically. That's really all he wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, so it's all be, it's constantly being taken away from him. Right. Yeah. Cause like CPS took him away. He came yeah. out of jail and Jeanette was gone. I mean, Alberta, they would like snatch her up same day, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. After his wife left, he was arrested again. Betty pressed charges with the help of the Filipino community with assault, indecent assault, spousal rape, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse. But the charges were dropped. Because Betty was terrified of testifying against him in court if she knew he was going to be able to get out. Like, she was scared shitless. She was like, I'm not doing this if there's a chance he's going to get out in three, five, ten years. Because then he's going to come for me. And, like, I'm not doing this. So, 
I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. exactly. Like I 100% get that. Yeah. Not saying that she should like, but anyway, like I, I get it. Can understand the fear. fear. Yeah. yeah. It's going through her mind. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the hmm. baby has a cute name. Okay. They named him Jesse John. Well, she did, not him. But <laughs> <laughs> her, her, she named her child Jesse John Desto. I thought that was cute. Aww. Okay, JJD. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a DJ. Oh, that's wrong. I'm dyslexic. I'm sorry. I was like, his initials are DJJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Lanta! I mean, if I you're putting, me I know you are. <laughs> all right, hey JJ, it would have right. been good. Who are you Snapchatting while we recording? Do you know we say phones? So everybody, you better get blocked. Everybody, follow your Snapchat. We still gotta talk about Gary. <laughs> so we, t- I, I'm still waiting for the absolute crazy to happen. Yeah. It's about to go <laughs> down. <laughs> November 25th. Oh, the shit. night before Thanksgiving. Yes. Of 1986. November. Yes. 25th. 1986. All right. The night before Thanksgiving. All right. I was already born. Uh, ew. Uh, don't be putting my sh- out there like that. I never said when you were born. I know, but still. Leslie's really old. Like, we little lad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Heidnick abducted his first woman. Her name is Josefina Riviera. She's a sex worker, which is okay. I'm fine with that. We're fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah We're yeah, okay yeah. with the fact of her job. We are not okay with the fact that she's that he, abducted. I know. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I was about yes. to say that. <laughs> My bad, everybody. We're not okay with him abducting her. <laughs> Off of memory, because my notes are all junky janky right now. He kidnaps her. He goes onto the street, and she actually said that... Are you recording? No. Can, you're technically being recorded. Here. I know. <laughs> so anyway. Elevator music. Oh my god. Do you want me to do crickets? No. Okay, I got it. I just had it. My brain, shut up. My brain had to go back into place. What kind of elevator music? Cause like, they playing Backstreet Boys now. <laughs> oh no, no. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so is seriously. Is that like the Chinese restaurant on, uh. No, this is Wilkins? like elevator music, no, like, no. like in the hotels and shit. Like, yeah. they playing Backstreet Boys music as like stuff from like 20 years ago. Little Phoenix used to do that. They used to have like, uh, Celine Dion and Spice Girls, but it would be like a very slow instrumental and I'd be like in there like eat more chicken, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know this song. Uh, all right. Oh what was her name? Josefina jo- Riviera. Okay. Josefina. All right. In my head, I'm saying Josefina, but it's Josefina. Okay. Okay. It's a good It's a good one. It's totally cool. Josefina is at the corner of 3rd and Garrard. That's how she says it. That's how I'm saying it. I don't care how it's spelled. All right. It's not Gerard. It's not Gerard. It's Gerard. G-I-R-A-R-D. Okay. All right. It's okay. 11 p.m. and this late 1980s Cadillac rolls up and she's like, okay, cool. So he's probably got some money. So they made an arrangement between the two of them. She wanted to make some money so she could buy Christmas presents because Christmas is coming up. Right. And he was like, okay, 20 bucks. I just kind of want to do a little some, some, maybe hang out with you for a little bit. She's like, okay. 
they get to his house and they're about to start activities. We're saying activities because a child is in the room. Oh my God. <laughs> With them? Are you talking about my no, kid? No, her kid. Oh, okay. Your kid. <laughs> Your child. No, there's no one in this house. They're still at the paper, it's still the paper thin house of Betty. His, okay, Betty. his neighbor. Okay. All of I'm sorry. I, away. All right. All of all right. I'm understanding now. I, I was so into the story. I thought there was a kid where that they were. Okay. No, 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 no. kid. All his kids are gone. Yeah. All his taken kids away. taken away. They get up there and she's like, she starts taking off her clothes and then the way that she describes it is so terrifying because I've never thought about like the moment you're going to die and what things are going to look like. But anyway, she's like, she's in the room, they do their business and she's starting to get dressed again. And then all of a sudden she gets hit in the back of the head Dear. and he just starts choking her and she what said, did he hit her with his hand okay <laughs> his hand <laughs> all right I'm, I'm sorry i don't know this story sometimes like this i don't anyway. know i didn't watch any documentaries with you oh uh, no it's like even here it just says like he hit her in the head and then he grabs her neck okay so he's kind of just like using what he has around which is good that he only had that because you'll hear about what he has in the kitchen oh good anyway but he starts choking her and she's like let me go let me go and he's like if you stop fighting me it wouldn't be that bad she didn't even notice in the struggle of the whole thing he already had her one of her arms in a handcuff like what yes he already had one handcuffed around her wrist so then she kind of just like went limp and then he just handcuffed her she passed out next thing she knows She's on a dirt floor in a basement, in a hole. In a hole. Is this his? In a is hole. this his basement? I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. She's All right. In a hole, in the basement. Oh my god. Well, I'm acting like I don't know this story. <laughs> <laughs> so she regained consciousness. Consciousness. I can't words today, you guys. I don't know who decided to record today, but you did. He got, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he got her out of the hole and she's in a basement and she's like, okay, this sucks. And she's like looking around. There's dirt everywhere. There's plastic bags filled with dirt because that's what he got the hole. What? That's how he made the hole. What's wrong with your eyeball? I need to sneeze. <laughs> Put your head under the desk. <laughs> he's talking to her and he's like, Everything's going to be okay. You just have to do what I say. Nothing's going to happen to you. Like, it's going to be good. We're going to have a life together. As he is putting a muffler clamp onto her leg. I don't know. Do you know what a muffler what? clamp yes. looks like? Yeah. He's putting a muffler clamp onto Wait, her ankle. Hold on. Let me Google it's, this. It's a, I don't U, know it's, it's, it's a U and then it has the bar. Yeah. So it like comes onto you. Kind of like how the some break oh bike okay like. yeah i've seen this before uh-huh so he's putting that onto her ankle okay. while she is also going like she's being chained to a pipe like a sewage pipe in the basement so okay he's basically locked this looks kind of like what they use for a ball and chain though yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah that's what's up i mean it's not <laughs> it's not it's not <laughs> But you understand it. I understand. You understand. I am comprehending. So he shackles her up. He's clamped her. He's got her in the muffler uh, clamp. He has that around her ankle. He secures the nuts because he doesn't have like a clip. He's like nut bolted them. I'm sorry. These nuts? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) 
No. And so to make sure that she couldn't get out, because obviously you can just unscrew a nut bolt, he, like, gorilla crazy glued them. What? So she couldn't get out. So he, like, gorilla glued... I thought her hands were somewhere else. How is she going to get her hands? And then and no, 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 not anymore. Like she, she was in the hole, and he like got her out of the hole. Like oh. he just did that to get her downstairs. But after he had even gotten the second handcuff on her, she was she already passed out because he was choking her. Right, right, was, right. So she woke up, and he was like, "Okay, everything's fine now." As he's hooking her up to a fucking sewage pipe. Okay. Yeah, he told her. Like, everything's going to be okay. He's sucking her up. And that, you going to have my babies. That's what he told her. He was like, I want you to get pregnant. We're going to have children. And we're going to raise them the right way. Without society's interference. Is he planning on delivering these babies at the house? I mean, how else would he do it? He'd have to take them to a hospital and be like, I raped her. I kidnapped her. And now she's having my baby. And then CPS would take away another child. Okay. Facts. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. He put her back in the hole in the basement. So her chain was long enough to put her back into the hole. And so she could kind of move around when she wasn't in the hole. Uh, and then he would put a board on top of her so she couldn't make noise. And if she did make noise, no one would hear her because she's in the basement. Whatever. Um, it wouldn't fit. Like the plaque wood board wouldn't fit all the way across. So she could see like a little tiny peek out. Mm-hmm. And she would start screaming and like hitting the board because she would start freaking out. And then he would come in and like kick her down because she was screaming. So she stopped doing that. Like in the interview, she was like, yeah, I stopped doing that shit real quick. She's like, I kind of learned that if I need to do like want to get out alive, I need to behave. Which is <clears throat> kind of. She got smart. Yeah, she did. And like the other people that are down there with her. <laughs> when when the- no, we're getting there. She's there by herself right now. Yeah, just just keep going. Okay, keep all right, going. all right. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> She's there. I was like, wait, when did this happen? She's there by herself. She's by herself right now. Okay, so she puts them in the hole. Like, she's in the hole, and she's like, fuck, because he just, like, kicked her down. And then she hears him leave, and she's like, <sighs> like, I got to get out of here. And then he, she hears the commotion, like, an hour later. She hears a girl screaming. She hears him screaming. There's, like, all this commotion coming down the stairs, and you just hear him constantly screaming, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like, shut up, Sandy. Like, he kidnapped someone else. Her name is Sandy. But, so this was not the same day. It was, like, the next day. Okay, so, so this is all happening like Thanksgiving weekend in 1986. Oh, yeah, it all, all happens right. real quick. Okay, all right, all right. Real quick. Now, there's Sandy and Josephina. Her name is Sandra Lindsay. She's 24 years old, and she was kidnapped December 3rd of 1986. Okay, so Josephina has already been there for about a month before this happened. No. I thought you said- 25th to the 3rd? That's not a month. (laughs) (laughs) When we go into the next month, it has now been a month. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, all right, all right. Okay. (laughs) It's been less than a week. Yes. All right. So now he has Sandra and Josephina. Sandra is a mentally disabled adult. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, 
it's so sad because like you watch about her and like her whole goal in life was just to fit in. Like she tried constantly to just fit in and like she just wanted to be like everybody else. It was so sad. And her picture, she was so cute. But anyway, hmm. Gary met Sandra through the church that he has. Okay. Her family went to the church and she wasn't like a sex worker or anything like that. The day she disappeared, she had told her family that she was going to the store to get some meds because she was cramping. So she's having menstrual cramps. She has to go to the store and get some Tylenol. She's cramping. So she went out and she didn't come home. Her family's looking for her, but they don't really have the resources to like really, really look for her. So they're just asking around town, like, have you seen her? Has she wandered off? Anything like that. And everyone's like, yeah, we saw her with uh, Gary. So they go to Gary's house and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. As she is currently in his basement and her family is there. Jeez. Gary comes downstairs after he gets Sandy all settled in and her family leaves and he's telling Josephina, hey, this is Sandy, Sandy, Josephina. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like Josephina said he really did that. Like what? Ha- he introduced them to each other and he was like, I've known her for years. It's going to be okay. Like he was. He was crazy. I'm telling you, he was crazy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So she told, okay. Gary told Josephina that he had known Sandy for about four years. And she was like, and he told Sandy, you're going to have my baby. Josephina's going to have my baby. But apparently before he had kidnapped Sandy, he tried to get Sandy to have his baby for four years. Right. So during the four years that he had known her, but she kept backing out because she didn't want to. But anyway. So now he's forcing her to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So later that day, he comes downstairs and he gives them crackers and water. And he's like, as time goes on and you behave, you'll get better food. You'll get better accommodations. But you just need to do what I'd say and things will get better for you. Hmm. Stop making that crazy lady face. You're not looking too good. Who, me? Yeah, you look like I, you're so I'm mad. Just, I am, I, well, yeah. Why wouldn't I be upset? Like, okay. Because it's, it's, I'm sorry. It is, it is going to be through me through the whole series because I'm just going to be like, I can't understand the mentality of these people. Yeah. Basically. So it's just, it's very, well, yeah, it's I mean, very, it's, it's foreign to me. So, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I'm not like you guys. I don't watch these things all the time. So, like, when you guys are, like, talking to me about these things, it's like, what what the fuck is going on? What's wrong with people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, I what is wrong with thing. people? It's just. Yeah, it's, I know. Yeah. I just, like, in I a weird call- way to me, it's it's somewhat. I, I, whenever I try to explain it to somebody, I'm like, it's not. It's intriguing. I guess I should say, because it's like, what takes them to that point? What makes them like where their breaking point, I guess you could say that that's what right. really like gets me into it because I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, I know that they didn't have a normal childhood. It was, I mean, some of them do. Some of them honestly do. It's not that they had a bad childhood, yeah. but it's just like something it's a trigger yeah. when even like when uh, somebody very important to them dies, like with what's his face, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, his mother. (laughs) I don't know if she was important to him, though, because, like, it seems like even before that, he just had that. So, like, you have your biological factors, and then you have your environmental factors, and it seemed like 
his environmental factors. And then also biologically, he like his brother had mental health issues. He had mental health issues. And then, you know, the stomach doctor was like, you got problems. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just kind of like a little bit of everything. Yeah. And all of them obviously have all things like bringing them together. So that's why like I, it's not, I I do. I'm drawn. (laughs) I feel like my whole thing is like a lot of people say that like, a higher percentage of women are into true crime because it's like, who is more likely to be a victim of those situations? A man or a woman by like, it's going to be one of us. Stop. So I would like to know how to handle myself in that situation. Like I'm going to do sh- like Josephine did. Cause you about to find out she's smart. Is it the fact that these people it's more common for a woman to do it or that the men don't say shit about it. Like, that's my thing though. No, it's actually a lot more common for a man to do this kind of stuff because they do have women out there that do this stuff. Right, of course. And I'm sure we're going to be talking about some fucking crazy ass woman. Okay. (laughs) I'm telling you, we already, girl. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right, all right. But, and the thing is, is like, it's not that they don't, it's just, I don't even know how to explain it at that point. Like, uh, it's easier, I guess you could say, like, it's not that a woman isn't going to do these things because people go off the hinges all the time and stuff like that. But it's just, I guess, serial killer wise, it's. Men do things in more obvious ways where women aren't better at. (laughs) Because they're the bitches that be watching the shit. (laughs) They know how to cover it. Girls and me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, where were we? Right. Sandy. Sandy, baby. Why? Okay. So, <laughs> Sandy had been missing for a little while. She's 25 years old. So, the police are like, why are you worried about your daughter? She's 25. She can do whatever she wants. And her family is like, no, she can't. She She's is mentally, mentally not yeah, capable, yeah, 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 capable yeah. of taking care of herself. Like, this is not okay. So, the cops kind of just, like, brush it to the side are we surprised? How long has she been gone for? And like, like, at this point, it's been over a week. Okay. And the cops are just like, meh, 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 meh. And, and I feel like the big thing is all of his victims are people of color. Right. And he's a white guy. Well, and, and, and honestly. And he's a minister. Not, not even that. Like, you have to think about it at this time as well. Even the, because watching a lot of this stuff, 60s, 70s, and 80s, a lot of people are hitchhiking. A lot yeah. of people are going off, doing their own thing, wanting to make it big, going to different places, trying to start a new life for themselves. So a lot of times when you when you watch a lot of these true crime stuff and like read up about it and everything, the excuse that a lot of the policemen use or police officers use or even investigators, they're like... They're probably just wanting to start a new life. They're teenagers or early 20s or whatever, and they just want to go be. Like, that's the era that we're in. They just want to be. And so they don't go looking for a lot of these people because they just chop it up to starting their own life, starting a new chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They they just want to, like, break free. Yeah. Anyway, her family is looking for her, and the cops aren't helping, and they have gone 
to a McDonald's again and they were asking people and they kept like telling them like we're telling you we saw her with Gary like the last time we saw her out in public she was with Gary so they went back to Gary Heidnick's house and he opened the door and he's like I haven't seen her she was here but that was a while ago and like she's gone I don't know where she is he gets he gets them off of his back for a second and they, the girls in the basement. So it's just Sandy and Josephina hear him coming down the stairs. And Josephina says that Gary came down and was like, Sandy, I need you to write on here that like, Hey, I'm in New York. I'm going to be here for a little bit. I'm fine. I'm okay. And so he makes her write inside of it. He makes her touch all over the envelope, all over the card. He makes her put the card in there. He's wearing gloves at this point and he makes her lick the envelope shut and closes it. And Put like the stamp on. Yeah, yeah, and like lick the stamp, everything. Like he makes her touch, like he literally just makes her hold it and like smack all over it so her fingerprints are all over it. Right. Once he did that, he still has his gloves on and he leaves. He went to New York to go. He went to New York oh to mail. Oh my God, I was going to ask that. <laughs> he left. He went from Philly to New York to mail it to her family to get them off his back. All right, so Gary's leaving for New York mm. with his letter. Yeah, with Touch his it letter. up. Touch yeah. it up. Touching everything. <laughs> That's Sandy wrote. Yeah. Yep. You know, and we're leaving you guys here. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I That's our we'll little cliffhanger. Next week. And so at the end of every episode, I am going to be doing a missing persons. And I'm going to do it from where the story is taking place. Or if you guys want to send in your own missing persons for people you know or someone in your area. So we can feature that at the end of our episodes. And this week I have a young lady from Philadelphia. Her name is Devashawn Kegler. She's 15 years old. She was last seen on Wednesday, May 19th, 2021 uh, at the... 5,800 block of Delancey Street. She weighs approximately 140 pounds. She's a thin build, light brown complexion, black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing black jeans, a gray hoodie sweatshirt, and some white Crocs for the Croc wearers. If you have any information on her whereabouts or have seen her or thought you've seen her, please contact the Southwest Detectives Division at... 215-686-3183 or just 911. And again, the number is 215-686-3183. And I will be posting a link to this article for her on all of our social media and we'll have a picture of her up as well. So if you guys have any information or may know her whereabouts, just, I guess, give them a call so we can try and get her back home. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us. We hope to for you guys to join in again next week. So you can get the rest of Gary's crazy story. Yes. <laughs> crazy. His house of horrors, as they call it. This uh monstrous minister, as Oxygen calls it. And I'll also be like citing all of my research, just so you guys know if you want to read up on anything. I'll put it in our little Facebook and everything and link it at the bottom of our post. So if you guys want to look at stuff or if you want to watch the oxygen special, but watch it after you finish listening to part two, please. Thank yeah. you. 
Don't, Especially if you don't know the story yet. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm probably going to end up watching this now. <laughs> Just like kind of like put faces uh, yes. to all the names. Yes. So hope you guys have a good week. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.